Welcome to the Roundtable on Dog Post, another edition this week, Georgia, South Carolina, and most appropriately, Josh Kendall from the State Newspaper in Columbia. Josh, you got a chance to see the Gamecocks play over the weekend. I don't know if you got a chance to see all of Georgia uh, play this weekend, but the Dogs are about a 9.5 to 10 point favorite uh, to win this game. It's in Columbia. What did you see from Carolina this weekend? that uh well why don't you just review what you felt like you saw from carolina i think i I saw a clean opener um you know they they looked like they were prepared there's only so much you can tell from coastal carolina but there are things you can tell there were no you know there weren't a lot of silly penalties they looked like they knew what they were doing they scored it pretty much at will which is what you'd expect um the defense looked pretty good. Uh, I, I think the biggest thing that South Carolina got out of Saturday was some confidence in what's an overhauled offense. Um, that they felt like Jake Bentley would perform well in this offense in the first game he did. Career high four touchdown passes. Everything worked. They've added a few more base runs. They ran the ball well, which is something they haven't done in, in two years. And clearly, you have to take everything that happened with a grain of salt but it's better than coming out and not looking good against Coastal Carolina. Oh, so yeah. what they've done is, I, I think, back up some of their own confidence that they developed in the offseason in fall camp that their offense was going to be good. Well, that's come out and it's looked good. So their confidence will build. I think it was a good opener for them headed into their biggest game of the year, whether anybody will admit it necessarily or not. They had nine penalties on Saturday, though. Carolina. Well, they had some they had some dumb personal fouls, yeah. which are just dumb, and th- they had three or four of those, which are just dumb. And I can excuse from guys just being overhyped for season opener, et cetera, et cetera. But they didn't have a lot of motion, a lot of those sort of things that make you think this team is not well coached or was not ready to play, or their mind is not right. Their penalties were aggression penalties, which I'm a little more willing to forgive. So the game will be, I mean, I'm, I don't remember the last time this game wasn't a sellout. The last time it wasn't full was, you know, 2016 because of the hurricane. But um, South Carolina will have a full stadium. Georgia will come in as the number, I'm assuming, three. Have the rankings come out yet? No, the poll, uh, come, poll comes out at two. Uh, so I don't yeah. know what time your listeners will be listening. To right this, about two. It hasn't but, come out at at, at our recording, yeah, I expect Georgia to be number three, and I expect South Carolina to be ranked. So I think it'll yes. be I think they will be ranked as well, and and I think that's interesting because South Carolina does much better against Georgia traditionally as a ranked team. They they don't do. It's not been an unbelievable record against Georgia when you've only won. I think how many times have they won? Eighteen or nineteen times in their history. Eighteen, I think it's fifty, eighteen, and two. But if you go back mm-hmm. just from a ranking standpoint, there are some parallels to. The 2014 game, South Carolina was 24, Georgia was 6 or something, and mm-hmm. South Carolina won that game when they converted that, like, fourth down. So, you know, just from a setup standpoint, there are some similarities there. I think that's probably where they end. But Why do you say that's where they end? Well, I think that the Georgia – I think, most importantly, Georgia is just a different animal now than they were then. Um, and I think that that South Carolina team – was coming down from a peak this South Car- and on its way down from a peak because I think if my memory serves and it rarely does that Georgia team ended up finishing pretty strong and South Carolina did not 
So that was a South Carolina team going down. This is a South Carolina team coming up, but that doesn't mean that it's better than you know, better than that one that was coming down at that point. So you know, this series has typically, particularly in Columbia, been very competitive. Uh, you know, people associate playing in Columbia for Georgia with being a difficult place to play. O- overall, in Columbia, uh, they are twenty ten and two. Uh, so they have they have more than held their own against Carolina. Generally speaking, I mean, I think I think what made this you know this series interesting was when South Carolina came into the league, and before before that, you know, Georgia totally dominated it. I mean, I think they had won, uh, they had lost just by my quick count. Uh, it looks like about eight times. So since Carolina has come into the league, I think they've actually won maybe ten games or so. One, two, three, four. So nine, uh, they've won nine times in twenty. How many? How long have they been in the league? Not thirty years, but uh, no, I think they just passed their twenty fifth year, though. Yeah, two thousand seventeen was twenty five, right? Two thousand sixteen or seventeen was twenty fifth year. So yeah, they're getting between twenty five and thirty. So you know, since they've been in the league, you know, Georgia's something something much more manageable, like fifteen or sixteen and nine against South Carolina versus the total dominance they had before that, but. Uh, Georgia's won the last three games in this series by double digits, Josh. 52-20, to 28-14, and 24-10. Uh, to Not just double digits, but by 14 points. So if Carolina can't run, how, how do they win this game? And by the way, they, they might be able to run, but a lot of teams have struggled to run against Georgia, generally speaking, since Kirby's gotten there. It doesn't look like that's going to change dramatically. How does South Carolina win this game if they don't improve the one thing that's got to happen, which is running the ball? Well, they don't. They don't win the game if they can't run. So I, I think that this goes to a, points to a bigger point. And I think that we, we all know that Will Muschamp has struggled with offense. And we all believe, or at least a lot of people believe, it's because he's been too conservative and too unwilling to move to the more up-tempo, the run-pass options, the more varied offense. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, I, my, my belief, and this is not something that he said, but my belief is what finally got him over the hump to where he has been willing to tell Brian McClendon and Dan Warner, the court, new quarterback's coach, okay, go ahead and essentially install something modern, run it fast when you need to, et cetera, et cetera, is that he looked at Georgia and Clemson and potentially down the road to Alabama and said, we cannot run the ball against them traditionally. If we try to line up and run the ball against them, we will never do it. We will never get there. We cannot do that. So if we're going to run the ball, the way we're going to have to do it is to get people out of place. The way we're going to have to do it is get some free 30-yard gains if we can go fast. So I think this game, the last game of the year at Clemson, and then if potentially they ever had a matchup with Alabama in the SEC championship game, I think that's why they've changed this offense for that very reason. And, and it, that accepts extends to the rest of the offense but I just think he decided we we can't and nobody can run against these three elite defenses at the moment with a traditional we're going to line up and beat you because you are not going to line up and beat them well it's hard for I mean it's hard for the three of them to line up and beat one another I mean I've noticed right Right, that's just so that's that's just a fact of life. So I think it'll be I think it'll be interesting. I think 
South Carolina has gone from, uh, you know, for a time immemorial, and I say that going back to 2010, because so that's all I've seen of South Carolina football. <laughs> that inside zone. They would love to start their history in 2010, let me tell you. They would, absolutely. Absolutely. Their base run has been that inside zone, inside zone, inside zone. Well, they did a lot more stretch. Like last week against Coastal Carolina, you know, I watched. I watched the first half of Clemson too. They they didn't. They did not run up the middle against Furman very much either. It's and I was just looking at a situation where Clemson and Georgia would play in the future, stretching it to the outside. I just I think if you're going to beat Georgia and them though, Josh, getting back to the South Carolina thing, you've got to run in the middle some man. You you can't. Well, they're gonna. What they what what's going to be different if if people watch the South Carolina opener. What's going to be different this week is South Carolina is going to go fast. They did not go fast against Coastal Carolina. They did it in a couple spurts, I think, just to kind of grease it up and get a few snaps under it, but they didn't show it. I expect them to come out and go fast against Georgia because they think that's the only way they can run the ball. Do they have the same type of backs that Auburn has had lately? I mean, Auburn is the one school that you think about who runs up and goes fast? No, they don't have a carry on Johnson. Um, I say that now. Rico Dottle, a guy who two years ago was a freshman, has some real flashes. Real excited about him. Battled injuries, battled injuries, and they kept saying, "We need to get Rico healthy. We need to get Rico healthy." And I, I, I got to the point where I, you know, I was like, "I need, I need to see it with Rico before I'm going to get as excited as everybody else." Well. He said he's healthy. He looked good against Coastal Carolina. He looked different than he has in a while against Coastal Carolina. Just more pop, et cetera. I get it. I mean, just a, a blanket statement for the rest of the things I say. I know it's Coastal Carolina, but you can't See, still tell some things. I, I guys look different. Enrico looks different. He's better. I don't know that I buy that. You know, dismissiveness of Coastal or Austin P or whoever. Uh, I, I watched a lot this weekend. Either and, and this is just sort of my firm belief, generally speaking. I believe two things for sure about college athletics. Number one, recruiting matters more than anything else. Number two, it matters how you play. It totally matters how you play, even no matter who you play. Um, in watching this weekend, Alabama, to me, is clearly the best team in the country. They played the best. They looked the best. They played a legitimate foe in doing so. Clemson did not look good the first half. They did not look good, and they played. They that they played Furman may well expand. You know, have some issues there, but they were not running up the middle against a one double A school. Josh, it was not impressive. So I don't really want to hear about that. Carolina played Coastal. To me, that doesn't totally matter. I mean, they came in, they handled their business. I, I didn't like the nine penalties myself, but. You know, you saw what South Carolina was doing. It it did seem like uh, I don't. I think if they win this game, South Carolina, it really be one of the best wins of the Will Muschamp era because they are not as good as Georgia is. Period. And right. and that this game is in Columbia is great, but this this line is still a huge line at nine and a half or, or ten. We won't know what it will be when they actually play, but for for now, it will be nine and a half and. That's a significant line. If Georgia were at home, a home favorite at nine, that would be a big line. But on the road, I mean, that tells you for sure who Las Vegas thinks is the better team. I, I, I just, 
I don't see it myself. I don't. I don't see how South. Well, Carolina Georgia wins is the game. Georgia is the better team now. So that, that none of this means I don't think South Carolina can win. South Carolina can absolutely win. I think that there are paths, um, maybe just one path um, to victory. That being, you hit Debo and Brian Edwards a lot and get big plays, and those guys are capable of that. But South Carolina can win the game. But I think that Georgia being a nine and a half point favorite is absolutely reasonable. Yeah. I, you know, I think Georgia is a big favorite. I think Georgia should win the game. Yeah, I, I think the path is going to involve uh, – I just, I just don't know where any one unit that South Carolina has is better than Georgia's unit on the field at that moment. I mean, t- t- whether you're talking about special teams or offensive defense – this is a you, you said South Carolina was solid. Georgia was completely solid on Saturday. They had uh, they had three penalties total. They did not allow a touchdown. They did not allow two hundred yards of total defense of the other opposition to have total yards. I don't care who you play. It's tough to hold teams to a shutout uh, and two hundred yards. I mean, that's fifty yards a quarter. That's not that hard to accomplish. Uh, you can get that in one play. Sometimes, so I thought they were solid. They looked good. Jake Fromm looked good. I think if South Carolina can stop Georgia's run game, they have a pretty good shot. But, um, or excuse me, they have a better shot than they would of anything else. But the the two things that would bother me more than anything else about this game, if I were saying, you know, I'm I'm trying to figure out how South Carolina wins it, is number one, they can they have not run on Georgia at all in the last three three years. I mean. Two of those years was uh, have been Mel Tucker against whoever the uh, offensive coordinator was at Carolina, uh, and the other one is uh, the, Georgia has had 240 yards rushing the last three games, at least 240 yards rushing the last three games against South Carolina. So this is going to have to be a completely different game uh, on the ground for Carolina to be in it and win it. Just, just. Just talking about it and Tory Gurley, you know, saying stuff in the media or whatever. I mean, Jake Bentley's going to have to play really, really well. He cannot make mistakes. They're going to have to force Jake Fromm to make mistakes, which which he can do. That can happen. But um, these guys are not going to be scared going into Columbia, man. They've played in way too many hostile environments already. No one on this team is going to be nervous about playing there. That whole idiom is gone. So... They're going to have to do something man-to-man to beat Georgia, and I think that's going to be their problem. But, you know, I don't know. How much other uh, national stuff did you see? Did you watch Ohio State play much? Yeah, I did not watch time. Ohio yeah. State. Uh, not a snap of that. I did watch some other stuff. I was, you know, disappointed that Miami looked so bad. Mm. I was surprised that Florida State looked so bad. Um I, I was not surprised that Michigan looked bad, but that was interesting to me. Uh, what else was where? That? Where is the playoff? Where is the playoff path for the Big Twelve right now and the Pac twelve? The Big Twelve looks like it's only Oklahoma at this stage. Yeah, well, I mean, I think the the, the playoff path is, is Oklahoma continuing to look that good because the U is not great, but they're not terrible. So, I think that's the playoff path. Is, is Oklahoma just keeps looking good, wins all the games, and I think they're in. Um, I think with the Pac-12, I think Washington showed enough. I mean, that was kind of a sloppy game on both parts. and You know, nobody sort of took advantage of their opportunities. But I think that Washington came out of that with enough 
credibility, enough people saying that team could be good, that if they run the table from here and Auburn has a good year, and you can look back on that and say, they played a really good Auburn team to within three points in a home game for Auburn, which essentially was that Washington can still be in. Stanford, you know, I guess if they were to win, I guess if they were to beat Washington in the, in the title game and, and have no losses, potentially, they, they scored a lot of points, looked good through the air. I don't know. I think, uh, I think Oklahoma did themselves a real favor by looking so good against an FAU team that people think it's okay. Yeah, I'm not sure why people think that. There's, uh, I, I don't know. Hey, uh, you've covered. But they're not terrible. No, I know, but um, I don't know. Hey, uh, you've covered this game. I think, uh, with the exception of 2009, maybe and 2008, maybe you've covered this game. How, how many years of of the last 18, 16? Yeah, going back to Mark uh, Donovan's last year. So two thousand year. Yeah, the two thousand yeah. year. So so a lot. The Quincy Carter, the Quincy Carter game. That was my first. Was that right? That my first story stuff. Well, I don't know what your Quincy first Carter game was, but everybody see. I think that game right there in nineteen ninety six are where the fear come from with this game, and the truth of the matter is that that those were bad Georgia teams compared to. I mean. 1996 was a losing. They had a losing record. They were five and six. They lost to a mediocre South Carolina team. I was in that game. That was an embarrassing performance from Georgia. Uh, and then the Quincy. But I'm not sure if there was much more, much worse than the Quincy Carter performance. Five interceptions or turnovers, whatever it was. They got up seven nothing in that game and scored three points from that point. That point on, that was a good Carolina team. They were eight and four. In fact. That was one of their best teams in a couple of decades. We just didn't know that because they were so bad the two seasons before that. How did it sound? How did it sound that day? I know it's, it's, it's they have a closed press box, right? Yes, yeah, they do. So I, I don't remember the. I, I, what I remember is them storming the field, tearing yeah. down the goalposts, and walking right, around the stadium. Say so that. certainly, certainly, it was chaos. But yeah, at the time, Georgia was a team that was considered, you know, just on the verge of being a nationally elite team. And South Carolina had, had just coming off a 21-game losing streak, so that was it was a shocking game. I mean, you know, people could people can throw ten examples in, in my face, I'm sure, but it's one of the shock, most shocking results in the last 20 years in the SEC. Oh, I think so. Uh, in the SEC, I don't know, but at Georgia, I mean that that was one of their worst losses. That was one of the worst. Just losses in the context of that day, in the context in terms of shock value that day. I think. I think. Th- I think what was so amazing there was that no one that South Carolina was so bad. Uh, everyone thought South Carolina was so bad. You know, you mentioned them pulling down the goalposts the week before. They did that against New Mexico or New Mexico State. They tore down goalposts. Yeah, do you remember twice that? Twice in a row. Yep. Yeah. So two yep. weeks in a row. That's got to be a. Re- that's got to be a record. Still, I wonder. Uh, maybe maybe somebody. And they that that was a sort of a magical season for Carolina, as I recall. They 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 either they they beat Alabama and Tuscaloosa. That I remember. I can't remember if they beat Mississippi State or not. I think they did. But then, you know, they they almost won the East. Like they had to uh, beat Florida in the swamp, and I think they uh, had they had a bit of a lead, and then Florida blew them out. That was that two thousand Florida team that was pretty good, but that was. Um, or maybe 2001, I'm thinking of, when they played them in the Swamp. I can't remember. But um, 
that was that what was so amazing there was that was the Jim Donnan team that was I've waited my entire life to coach guys like this. And there were some really good yeah. players on that defense for sure. But they just yeah, they, they got beat badly by South Carolina and Georgia Tech that year. And I'm just not sure if there's much worse for for some Georgia fans than that. That was rough. Well, I don't think that I mean I, I don't from a South Carolina perspective, I don't think that South Carolina fans think um, Georgia always plays bad when they come here. I think South Carolina feels like we just play good when we play here. So I don't, you know, I, I don't think I don't I don't think there's the sense that Georgia's going to come here and stumble. I think for, if you're a South Carolina fan, what you're thinking slash hoping is that we rise up and play. But the perfect game doesn't exist. But we rise up and hit our ceiling that day in that moment. And they have a lot more confidence and a lot more track record of doing that at home than on the road. Well, you know, the dichotomy... It'll be, it'll, it'll be a great environment. It'll be, it I mean, it'll be a really is. fun game. No, it is. But the dichotomy... They don't get, I mean, it, you, Go ahead. They don't get enough credit. For, they don't get enough credit for that, I don't think. I mean, I know that, that you know... Oh, I think that, they do. It'll, be, it'll, it'll legitimately be a good environment. You know, the, 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 a lot of Georgia fans don't know much about the South Carolina sort of ethos of the world and i think you and i can pick up on it pretty quick because you've lived in the state now for for eight years and i was in college there i I know a lot of south carolina people i know their mindset and um the big thing about this game is they certainly hate georgia i don't think there's much doubt about that but uh georgia's number two on their list uh they are um it goes clemson and then georgia and i'm not sure who else is after that uh, for Carolina, so this is their biggest game of the year um, slash conference schedule. So, uh, right. and they are they are very frustrated with the current state of the national um, of national football because of Clemson, not because of Georgia. So they are wanting to be legitimate again, and the, the shame of it all is to me this is really one of the better times in South Carolina. Football. They just went nine and four. They beat Michigan. They beat the Gators. They had a successful season last year for sure, and they're totally overshadowed by Clemson in particular. But that Georgia also made it to the playoff. They sort of expect. I. This is the way I read South Carolina people. They do not respect Clemson at all like they they're like oh it's just Clemson you know it's no big deal and what Clemson has been able to do since 2015 really annoys them which only comes on the heels of them beating Clemson for five years in a row and that really particularly annoying South, uh, Clemson fans the the two of them could not be more obsessed with one another in a way that Georgia couldn't possibly understand. Georgia does not get annoyed with Georgia Tech the way that Clemson and Carolina get annoyed with one another. Georgia does not have that true in-state annoyance or pressure point that Alabama, Auburn, Mississippi State, and Ole Miss, South Carolina, and Clemson. It's much more like Vanderbilt with Tennessee. So I, I, I think that there's still a lot of annoyance for Carolina why haven't we shown? I mean, why haven't we shined in the national spotlight? Uh, if Clemson can do it, I know we can do it. There's a lot of that because there's a lot of looking down their nose on Clemson, and and they always have, I think, generally speaking, as a population 
of, of fans, even though Clemson's had more success on the football field. Clemson is the ag school. The They ride tractors everywhere. South Carolina is the business and attorneys and pharmacists and professional school. And it's in the metropolitan area. And there are more South Carolina fans, I think, than Clemson fans. Although it's harder to tell these days. Um, but that all of that wrapped up, they hate the dogs almost as much as they hate Clemson, I think. But they just don't live with them. And it's a, just a different thing. What have you experienced in your time uh, vis-a-vis Clemson, Georgia, and South Carolina and that weird mix? They don't hate the dogs nearly as much as they hate Clemson. No, they don't. don't You're right. I think the the Clemson thing is is in its own stratosphere. But Georgia is clearly number two. Right. And you're right that there's not really a number three. So that makes number two even that more. Particularly when they. Yeah, particularly when they have had just zero success against Clemson since they had a ton of success against Clemson. Well, I, I I wrote a column at the beginning of the year and said. You know, if you're a South Carolina fan, you've got two choices. You can say, you can come into this season and say, my football team won nine games last year, which was way ahead of schedule. And there, pretty much every sign says that this coaching staff is making progress in the right direction and has turned this very quickly into a very solid football yeah. team and a good football team. I think yeah. a team that was a good, that, that, that is going to be a good football team and an entertaining football team this year and could win. Ten reg could win ten regular season games. Could win eleven games with with a bowl game. So, do you want to, if you're a South Carolina fan, think that's pretty freaking awesome? I'm happy about that. Or do you want to obsess on the fact that your two most bitter rivals are among the top four teams in the nation, and you're just not as good as them? That's a personal choice. You can approach it any way you want. I would hope that South Carolina people would approach it saying, if we're ten and two, I'm just going to be happy as a clam this year and not worry about what happens with Georgia and Clemson. So, you know, it's a, it's a personal choice. Fans being fans, a lot of them will worry about Georgia and Clemson. Naturally. I mean, this is what happens. Um, are they going to wear that script? Are they going to wear script helmets the, the whole year? No, it'll be a week-to-week thing. Um, I, they may not wear them again this year, but uh, I, I would expect them. They, they let that senior committee, like everybody else now, I guess, who picks the uniform combo on Tuesday or Wednesday or something, or something, and so then they unveil it on social media, and everybody gets excited. I don't know; I'm just too old to get excited about what clothes they all wear. But uh, <laughs> my guess is they'd go back to the box C uh, for Saturday. Hey, let me ask you this: uh, South Carolina has used so Georgia basically has one uniform. They they wear one set of pants to every single game. LSU does that. You know, Georgia Tech does that amazingly. But uh, Alabama obviously has their set thing. Auburn, LSU, Auburn, Georgia, Alabama are the four. And to some degree, Tennessee, although they're kind of goofing around with their um, uniform of late. I'm not sure there's been any program in the in the league that has had more combinations of uniforms through the years than South Carolina. I mean, they, they'll, they used to, when Lee Holtz was there, it was basically black and white. Now, it, Will's come there, they've ditched the white helmet, I think, right? Or do they, they do, are they wearing white, maroon, and black helmets this year? Have they worn white, maroon, yes, and black? They, they, yeah, they, they will at some point. Yeah, they, they, they will wear all three of this. I remember talking to Mark Richt. It was just me and Mark talking. It was the summer of 2007, and I said, or the spring, one of the two. I said to him, have you ever thought about, you know, changing up the uniform just a little bit? 
And he he went, and this is not like Mark, I think you will admit. He went into like a five-minute thing with me about how when Georgia played on TV, he wanted people to know that it was Georgia. And of course, six months later, he, they bust out those black uniforms and the rest is history. At South Carolina, they bust out the new uniform almost every single week. Is that a, I mean, I think it's accelerated with Under Armour, but... I mean, does anyone ever kind of get tired of this thing? I mean, white tops, well, I think black I, tops? I think in the modern culture, everybody likes the changes, and I think you're different. I think the Alabamas and the Georgias and the et cetera who have a, a, a longer history of sustained, sustained success and have that that's their, that uniform is very – like Mark Rick said, you see a Georgia uniform, you know it's a Georgia uniform. Same not necessarily can be said for South Carolina. So there's a, they're not losing anything – they're not losing a lot of history and tradition and whatever by switching it up. And so they've decided this is a way to get attention. The players like it. IE recruits like it. And Will Muschamp is most concerned in his life with what 16, 17, and 18-year-old kids like. He just is. So that's what they're going to do. The purple tops at Clemson in football might be the worst-looking uniform ever. I think if they – That was pretty rough last night. What's that? Florida State was yeah. Florida State was really bad, but like the purple with the orange is just too much, man. Particularly ever if you were wear. I'm talking about the purple with the orange hats. If you if you wear that purple and and or, oh god, that orange and purple looks so bad. They don't really wear it anymore. They did. It reminds me of that time Georgia played uh, Florida. They played the Gators down there in Jacksonville in black and white and black and. Red. It was just it was just color overload, and it was just like, bro, what are you doing? I don't know, but we'll see something from South Carolina this weekend with their with their jerseys. I didn't mean to, I'm kind of a jersey nerd to some degree about all these things, but it is. Yeah, you you've already talked more about the jerseys than I ever think about in a year. I don't ever think about it. Well, I, you know, they it out. is kind of interesting. I mean, South Carolina has across their front chest Carolina. I don't think North Carolina does that that I can remember. Um, no. And uh, they don't say South Carolina much on the field. I think it's Carolina Gamecocks. So it's uh, they've they've taken they're trying to be the the one Carolina of the um, of the Carolinas. But uh, well, North Carolina doesn't play football, so that works. Well, according to Dabo, the only Carolina is in Chapel Hill. Well, folks don't recognize that name down here either. Who? Are you talking about Dabo? I don't know who you're talking about. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, they they the, the their their rivalry with South Carolina and Clemson, a lot of times um you know, when I, when I was in college and these two teams were nine and eight or or, or nine and or three and nine and one and ten. I went to watch the worst South Carolina Clemson game ever which was I think it was in 1999 Clemson South Carolina and they had a combined three or four wins it was so bad Josh it was so bad I mean it was bad but um you know both teams are a long way from that now and I I just I wonder if South Carolina is going to be able to stop Georgia when they need to and I wonder if they're going to be able to run on Georgia when they need to popping long passes can happen but I, I, you always have to have 
the flour in your sugar, uh, the flour in your cookies. It can't just be sugar. And that's the part where I think that South Carolina is going to have a hard time this weekend is Georgia truly is a difficult team to physically deal with. And when it comes down to it, you can't pass on someone the entire time. I, I don't think. But Carolina will get their chance. They're nine and a half point dogs and uh, at home, and we'll just see. It's uh, It will make for a long weekend, I'm sure. Uh, a lot of nerve-wracking in Athens, t- typically for no reason, Josh, but whatever. All right, any final words before Carolina and Georgia take off? No, I think we've covered it. Are you sure you don't want to talk about the uniforms a little bit more? I don't. I really don't. I I, I don't want to talk about the uniform any more uniforms. Obviously, I talked as much about uniforms. So I just I, I just don't. I'm, I'm just too old to talk about clothes. I think you're too old. I think you're too old. Period. Well, that's a, that's a valid point. I'm not going to that. All right, we'll see you at Williams Bryce Stadium on Saturday. This has been the Roundtable on Dog Post. Thanks for joining us.